This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Ralph Losey, a partner with Jackson Lewis in Orlando, Florida, and an internationally recognized thought leader in electronic discovery who has created the electronic discovery best practices model, a lawyer-centric workflow that describes the best practices of legal counsel in this aspect of litigation. Hi, Ralph. How are you? I'm great. Good morning. Good morning. So tell us about your background and the genesis of your interest in e-discovery. Okay. My background is uh, as a computer hobbyist going uh, back to the late 70s. Actually, my uh, love and interest in computers arose at the same time as I was in law school. And so for me, the law and technology have always gone hand in hand. I mean, I'm probably one of the first people in the world to study for final exams in law school uh, using Westlaw to research the topic. And uh, I can tell you to any of you law students that are listening to that, it's not a very good idea. I don't recommend it. (laughs) There are many guides in the area of e-discovery, litigation support. Why did you create the electronic discovery best practices model? Well, back to law school again, I guess. Uh, I returned many years later to my alma mater, which is the University of Florida School of Law. We went there uh, uh, to law school only. And I began teaching uh, there, taught there a good five years. Uh, And part of my teaching to the law students was the main model or workflow of what electronic discovery is all about, and that is the EDRM electronic discovery reference model. And when I was teaching it to law students, I became very acutely aware that a lot of what EDRM is about has nothing to do with the practice of law. It has nothing to do with what law students uh, you know, really should be taught. I mean, what, what do they care about processing except for background? I could not actually then have them uh, do deduplication, that sort of thing. So I started thinking of, you know, what is it that is actually, uh, it's the kind of thing that could be taught in law school. What is it that lawyers really do as opposed to e-discovery vendors, which in my view is what uh, EDRM is about, the overall process of lawyers and vendors working together, which is fine. But what is it that's unique to lawyers? What, what, what is it that I should be training uh, lawyers in my law school, and then also lawyers in my law firm, the litigation lawyers. Uh, and typically, I've been when I've been an e-discovery lawyer, I've been in, in law firms where there are hundreds of litigation lawyers that only occasionally do e-discovery work. So they were looking for me, to me, both as on a professor level and then as a, a senior partner level, to be explaining to them what are the legal practices in e-discovery and what is the best way to do things. Uh, And so that was the genesis, was the need to have a better model that was lawyer-centric and not just general uh, e-discovery vendor or general process specific, but limited to legal services. So who was it specifically designed to help? It's designed to help lawyers as well as uh, people who serve lawyers, such as e-discovery vendors. Um, uh, And I've often uh, cajoled some vendors to to pay more attention to what it is that lawyers actually do as opposed to what it is that their technology they can create does, because the two don't always go hand in hand. Uh, for, for instance, if you look at my model, you'll see the fourth step, and it's not necessarily chronological, 
but it's by itself, and it's called cooperation, and it's in red, and it's highlighted. There should be, but there is not, but there should be many tools, technological tools, to help lawyers cooperate. It's not easy, and there aren't, and that's an example of something that is critical to any lawyer practicing law in the e-discovery world to learn to know how to do. Of course, it's nowhere in the EDRM uh, at all because that's, you know, that's not really a vendor's problem. It's a lawyer's problem. We're the ones in an adversarial field that are battling and trying to win cases uh, uh, every day. We're the ones faced with judges. We're the ones faced with arguments. We're the ones who are told by the judges, you must cooperate. And yet, how do we do that? There's no cooperation taught in law school. Uh, and most law firms really don't know how to cooperate either. And yet, in the field of electronic discovery, you must cooperate if you're going to do your job right and if you're going to save your client money and that sort of thing. So that's one of the key things that we, uh, you know, that I focus in on with my attorneys. Uh, every day is giving them techniques and things they can do to try and cooperate with opposing counsel. So beyond cooperation, when you created this, how did you envision that individuals would use it? Well, as, as you know, what is the best way to do things? Uh, as, it's basically a best practice collection. Um, I got help from uh, some of my friends who are uh, also experts in this field. Um, they persuaded me, for instance, uh, yeah, definitely cooperation needs to be its own uh, step uh, and not just kind of built into everything else that's that important. I think I would credit Jason Barron with making that point with me. And um, so it's through discussions on what it is that lawyers do and then through my own research by looking at the various bar association groups, uh, many of which take the time to create, here's our best practices on how to prepare for a 26F, for instance. I mean, Judge Grimm's uh, a Bar Association in Baltimore did this years ago, uh, over 10 years ago, where they would come up with best practices for that. So I would go around and study everyone else's best practices and, and then decide, well, here's, what, here's the way I think it should be done. And what I found was an enormous amount of agreement on best practices. There, there really isn't a whole lot of disagreement. It's just most people don't take the time to figure out, well, what is the best way to preserve, which is, you know, a critical function of every e-discovery lawyer, is how do you go about uh, talking to the IT department and making sure that evidence is preserved, for instance. And so that, that makes up three steps in there. So, you know, how I did it is I looked at what it is I was doing as a lawyer after doing it many years, uh, and and to try to divide it up into the main things that I do, the main steps, to create a workflow mainly for teaching purposes. This is pedagogic and for in collecting and creating an information resource on the best way to do things. Because, you know, if you're going to bother teaching something, you want to teach people to do it right. <laughs> and so that's the basic idea. And what are the benefits of understanding the role of legal counsel in e-discovery? Well, um, it, it's a new field, and so, you know, this is designed by and for lawyers, like I say. Some e-discovery vendors can benefit from it if they, you know, so they can have a better understanding of what lawyers need. But this is a by and for lawyers. And the benefit is, if you want to go into this field, and I'm sorry, but if you're a litigator, you don't have much choice, 
you either go into it yourself or you have someone else who works for you or with you who does, and then someone else being another lawyer because these are legal services. If you're going to go into that uh, new field, it's helpful to uh, not to have to reinvent the wheel, which basically I had to do uh, back in 2005, 2006. I just, you know, there was nothing there except EDRM. And so uh, it's to uh, help people learn this, and not just people, help lawyers, paralegals, learn and understand this new field of law. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Ralph Losey, a partner with Jackson Lewis in Orlando, Florida, and an internationally recognized thought leader in electronic discovery who has created the Electronic Discovery Best Practices Model. Ralph, thank you so much. You're welcome, Eric. Good talking to you.